0: Hey running friends, welcome to the wrinkled runner podcast. I'm Sherry the wrinkled runner. I'm over 50 and I love to run wherever I go. But Buffalo, New York is my home. If you are looking to start to run or you're an older runner, this podcast is especially for you. So subscribe now. I love to help people get running and keep running. I'm recording today's podcast episode in mid-November 2021 in Buffalo, New York for a mid-January release date, and my run this morning was cold. One of the first cold runs of the 21-22 winter season, but it's nothing compared to what I know I'll be experiencing when this episode actually comes out. Luckily, I've learned how to dress myself for cold weather runs, and after much trial and error over many years, I'm usually pretty comfortable. If you're a new runner, you may be dreading or maybe just wondering how you are going to take your new sport into the winter. So I'm going to give you a few tips today on running in the cold. First of all, as your mama always told you, dress in layers. I remember uh, when I was a teen wearing flats and no socks in the dead of winter. Never wore a hat, never wore gloves, just living life like Some teens do, and uh, there was no way I was going to ruin my very high 80s hair by wearing a hat. So most winters, I was absolutely freezing. Now, I also was not a runner back in high school or college or up until I was like 39. So back then, I was barely outside except for going to the car and then going into whatever building I was going in. But now I never leave the house without a hat in the wintertime. Or actually, as a runner, when I do my runs, I never don't have a hat on because I like to pile my hair up under the hat instead of putting it in a ponytail because my hair uh, breaks very easily and there's there would be no getting it high like I did in the 80s. And so in order to not have it uh, wrapped in a rubber band all the time, I just kind of loosely pile and stuff it into whatever hat I'm wearing. So getting back to the layers, the tech clothes or the sports clothes that are made now are much thinner than normal clothes and so you don't feel like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man when you're running down the street. So my suggestion is to invest in some of this gear that is thinner but is actually made for the cold. I tend to want to run warm so I want to feel I'm a little warmer on a run rather than too cold so if it's 40 degrees or cooler i usually wear a base layer and then another layer with a jacket over that i know i will warm up quickly after a few minutes but i do like to skew too warm Now, Going Running Wisdom says to add 10 to 20 degrees to the temperature to gauge what you're going to feel like on the run. So because I like to run warm, I only add 10 degrees. And then Dave, he likes to run on the cooler side. He likes to feel cooler. And so he will add 20 degrees to what the temperature is outside. He was still wearing shorts for weeks longer than I even would consider it. When you do your math before you go out, pay attention to what the real feel number is. So take a temperature like 45 degrees. That can feel really warm if the sun is shining or really cold if there's wind and it's cloudy. So if you need to step outside before you head out, go ahead and do that. Sometimes I do it because I'm just not sure what it's going to feel like. It's better to add or subtract clothing or layers while you're home than wish you did something different when you're on the run. All the different apps and things will tell you what the real feel is. So, for example, this morning the temperature outside was 38, but the real feel was 33. So, I had to dress as if the weather was going to be 43, not 48, which, even though it's a five degree difference, in that range, that makes a big difference for me in what I'm going to wear. It can be hard to determine what different conditions are going to feel like, even at the same temperatures. And so I like to write down in my running journal what I wore and if I would do anything differently the next time. So this has built me a personal cheat sheet, so to speak, of what to wear for different runs, depending on the different circumstances that are outside. If you include your warm-up before you head out, your body will literally get warmed up before you are even outside. Now in the summertime, a lot of times I walk in the beginning and that's my warm-up. But in the winter, I do some leg swings and butt kicks just to get the blood moving and warm up the body. I live in a 120-year-old house and so we turn the temperature down and our downstairs is a lot cooler than our... Second floor. So when I go downstairs in the mornings before we head out for the run, it is really cold in the house. So doing my warm up actually helps uh, even when I'm puttering around the house because believe it or not, my husband takes about 20 minutes to get out the door for a run and I can be up and out the door in two. So I'm puttering around downstairs doing like making the coffee so that it's ready to go when we get back, starting a load of laundry, unloading the dishwasher. And in this winter, I'm pretty cold. So doing my warm up also before we go out just gets my body all warmed up and ready to go. Other things to consider if there's like a blizzard outside. I live in Buffalo, so that's a possibility. Or it's just snowy, icy weather and we're supposed to run before the sun comes up. I will switch my run either to later in the day when the sun is out and it's a bit warmer or until the next day. Drivers are not paying attention even in the best of circumstances and for bad weather it means they're really trying to concentrate on hopefully not sliding on the ice and if you are crossing the street when the snow is blowing around and they slide well I mean I don't have to describe what could happen. You need to be safe just you know don't Don't sacrifice yourself just to get out for a run, Uh, especially when it's dark, people are commuting, and if it's really raging outside and you can, you're pretty sure drivers are not going to be paying attention because they're going to be uh, working on just trying to stay on the road. It is better to go out when it's light and things calm down outside. Now, you can get tracks to go on your sneakers to help with the slippery ice and snow. Yak tracks are one brand that you can look into, and there are other ones as well. Just make sure that you're looking at the description, what the conditions that these things are for. Some are made to only be on snow and ice. And so if you, like we run in the city and sometimes uh, we have snow and ice, but then in that same run, we'll be running on pavement and road and, and cleared sidewalk. And some of those things, the tracks that are made to put on your sneakers are only made for ice and snow. And so that if you start running on the pavement, you break off uh, the little things that are keeping you on the ice and snow. So just make sure, just read the description before you buy something that it is made for all the conditions that you're going to be running on. Make sure you're protecting your hands, your feet, and your head. Cold weather holds the blood and the warmth in your core to protect your heart. And so your extremities are going to be exposed and they're going to get cold and they're going to be in trouble faster than obviously your torso area. So... Wear a hat that covers your ears. When it gets really cold, I'm wearing a base layer glove even inside of a running mitten. Now, if I get warmer as the run goes on, I can always take that mitten off and still have my hands protected with that base layer glove. Longer wool socks can also be a lifesaver if you land in an icy puddle, which here in Buffalo happens a lot more than I wish it did in the wintertime. And I also wear a neck warmer that I can pull up over my face in windy conditions. Now one thing about jackets, look for cold weather running jackets and make sure it has pockets with zippers. Because if I do need to take off a layer of glove, I want a pocket to be that I can close. It's a pain to get home and realize that one of your gloves is missing and I didn't notice that it fell out of a pocket. I also keep a handkerchief in my pocket, not a tissue, an actual handkerchief. I bought a pack of 10 and they are just for running because in the winter I have to blow my nose when I run like every five minutes and the sturdy handkerchiefs work much better than the flimsy tissues do. And then I can just toss them in the wash and they're good to go. Another thing I do when it's time to purchase a new winter jacket is tie it around my waist when it's just starting to get colder and I may only need the jacket for the first part of a run, I'm going to remove it and tie it at my waist. And I've had some where the arms slip and slide and they come right out of the tie. So that is something I actually check when I'm in the store purchasing a new one because you know that purchase is going to last me for several years and I want it to have the zippers, like I said, and be able to tie it around my waist if I want to. I'm going to link you in the show notes to one of my first YouTube videos where I share how I tie my jackets so I can do it without unzipping them all the way. And it's a much more secure fit when I'm running. If you have any health conditions, make sure you are asking your doctor if running in the cold is okay for you. If you're new to the sport, he or she will want to know that you are starting to run and you need to know for certain that you are clear to go out there when the thermometer dips. There are certain conditions that can be made worse being in the cold. So just check with your doctor and make sure that that is something that they want you to do. On longer runs, I still take water with me. I marathon train. Usually I have to start in January for my spring marathon, and I need to have my water bottles. Uh, You're still sweating and losing fluid, and that needs to be replenished. So even though you may not feel like you are thirsty or that you are sweating, you actually are. And that leads to another thing to keep in mind. In the winter, a lot of the places that you may have used to go to the bathroom in the summer might be closed for the season. I've run before, and I remember one 21-miler, I think. um, Two or three miles in, there was a uh, bathroom that I used to use and didn't realize because it was part of a park system that it was going to be closed for the winter time. And so I got to it and it was locked and I had to run the 21 miles having to go to the bathroom because in the summertime, a lot of times if I have to go and there isn't a bathroom around, I sweat so much that I just don't have to go anymore. But in the winter, that's different. And so just keep in mind that bathrooms that you may be used to stopping in the summertime may not be available in the winter. Which also goes into making sure that you're planning your routes well. Make sure you're going to be close to home when you finish your run. What might feel like a hot finish will quickly turn into freezing and a possibly dangerous situation if you stop and the sweat that you may not have noticed you were accumulating gets chilled. Hypothermia and frostbite are absolutely not fun and you need to be back indoors as soon as possible after a run. So just stay close to home. Don't, you know, if you're going to run 12 miles, you know, make sure you're not running six out and then six back and then oops, you know, like I do sometimes, you're stopping two miles before you actually reach your house and you're staying in those wet, cold clothes. You are not going to like it, I guarantee it. (laughs) one thing to do whether you're running in heat or cold is to get out of those sweaty clothes as soon as possible. You might lose too much heat in the cold weather if you keep them on and it's also not great for women to be exposed to those wet clothes for too long and I probably don't need to say any more about that but it can make it not fun. So um, get out of those sweaty clothes. Carry your phone with you and some ID as well. So when you head out, if you get into a situation uh, where you're going to need to call someone or have ID, you have it with you. One benefit of wearing a jacket that we don't have in the summer is it is easier to carry those things without too much trouble. Having your phone, even if it's just having the ability to get an Uber if you need to, is a benefit of having that with you. If all else fails and it's a terrible day to be outside, consider switching to a treadmill or doing another form of cardio until you can safely head out. Winter runs can actually be fun, beautiful, and, you know, there's far less people outside, so you don't have that to deal with either. This week's website focus is the runner's world what-to-wear tool. It even asks you whether you want to be warm or cool, so give it a try on your next run. Check the show notes for the link. Next week, I'll be explaining what age grading is. If you have raced or if you intend to, there is a way to see how you are competing on a more even playing field with everyone of all ages. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you know another runner who could benefit from today's topic, go ahead and share it. Do you have any running questions? You can ask me. Email me at sherry at wrinkledrunner.com and if I can't answer your question, I will do the research to find the answer and share it with you. The questions I get from listeners like you help me develop episodes, so please don't be shy. You can sign up for my once a month newsletter using the link provided so that you can have all the Wrinkled Runner resources from the past month all in one place. I also have opened up my virtual coaching in addition to coaching one-on-one with those in the Buffalo, New York area. So head to my coaching page on the Wrinkled Runner website, which I will, of course, link to, and check out how we may be able to work together. Until next Monday, thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the run.